Welcome to Adulting Decrypted, the show where we break down the complex code of common conundrums into logical living in effort to decrypt the code we call adulting. We are your hosts, Gideon, Gene, Dad, and uh, Roscoe. Oh, oh, and yeah, <laughs> Roscoe, and myself, Ashton, um, who started with the intro. And welcome to the fifth episode of Adulting Decrypted. Woohoo! That's some sort of landmark, I think. Woot, woot. Five. <laughs> woot, woot. Quote of the year. That means uh, it's actually been five weeks of consistency. That's pretty good for us. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. We've had we've had a little bit of delays and other things, but so far so good. College yeah. and uh, other opportunities that'll happen. Other life, yeah. It is as it does. Well, currently I'm the only person who knows what's happening in this episode right now. Because I said I would take it on and prepare it. And so... My three co-hosts are anxiously awaiting today's topic, and with a, a, a light drum roll, here we go. Now, introducing Adulting's decrypted very first language debate. All right. So, what I felt like a super important topic for us as adults is learning how to talk, but also learning what words mean. So, what I wanted to do with our episode today is to take two words, put them head to head. See which one you guys like more. See what the dictionary has to say about it. And just kind of talk them through. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> I guess we'll figure out. So there, there's not really a right or wrong answer with these words and, and what we're going for. But what we're going for is knowledge. Because something that I've been learning recently is how important it is to know what you're saying and what you're thinking in order to function as an adult on a higher level. You know, that's great, Ash. And I was listening to a book and it actually said, if you use a word a lot, you should, not that word, any word, and you use it over and over repetitively, it's good to learn a substitute word for it. Hmm. So if you tend to say great, that's great. That's great. Go look up some other word and say, oh, fantastic. Wonderful. That's fantabulous. There you go. Substitute word number one. Yeah, just because then it makes you more engaging for other conversation. So this is a great topic. I'm excited to hear where we go. You know, and and speaking of substitutes, um, when I was starting looking up words for this topic, uh, I came across an article that listed the top 20 words or something in the business world. And the first two that stuck out was impact and bleeding edge. Because the reason they used impact is because it sounds much cooler than affect, not to be confused with effect. Um, but then they used bleeding edge as opposed to cutting edge because bleeding just or leading oozes right more. so yeah. and and so the leading edge is saying hey you're right there bleeding edge means you're just a tad past that and we'll see what happens sometimes you'll bleed out and sometimes you'll be very successful there's a fine line right and and for us really the only sound difference between that is the b but it means so much interesting so here, here comes our debate. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say two words, their def- definition according to the Oxford Dictionary, and then I want you guys to weigh in on what word you think is more important, how you think they relate to each other, and we'll just kind of go from there and see what, what develops from the conversation. Cool? So our first head-to-head words 
is which one is more powerful? Ask versus answer. So ask the dec- uh excuse me ask the definition from the oxford dictionary is say something in order to obtain an answer or some information versus answer a thing that is said written or done as a reaction to a question statement or situation so what are your thoughts i paired those two against each other for a reason but i want to hear what your thoughts are from the bat i think that ask is more important on a younger scale as in like younger <laughs> younger than 13 not what exactly so what you're i talking mean age younger age or just time because i feel like okay. if you ask in the beginning and answer in the end it'll be better than asking the whole time or answering the whole time interesting Okay, but cool. I think you should also interlock the two. So not not necessarily age of the person, but but based on the activity. So today we started riding dirt bikes, and you asked a lot of questions early instead of waiting and trying to get the answers at the end. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so we've we know what Gideon thinks. Where are you at, Gene? Ask versus answer. So if I want to say which one has more power, I'd have to go with ask because okay. the ask makes the answer go into play. But for more important, I'd have to say the answer because a question without an answer is basically useless. Like, okay. what is this? And no one responds. And so you're like, okay, I didn't really need to say that. That was a waste of whatever my – what the waste of my time. So, So yours is you need both – because a question without an answer is useless. Cool. Interesting. Dad, what do you think? You know, that's interesting, Gene, because the uh, old Jimmy Buffett song goes something like, it's not the questions that raise the doubt, it's the answers. Right? Mm-hmm. So once you get an answer, then you can start doubting what the other person said. So I tend to agree with Gideon that the ask is probably the stronger of the two words, mm-hmm. and probably the more important because we can come up with our own answers, right? I think there was a chi- children's book about a Findle or Rindle, Findle, Frindle, Frindle. You're talking yes. about the the pen book, yeah. So you're talking about, yeah, referred to. So, so the question is, what's a pen? And all the kids started calling it a Findle, yeah, Frindle, Frindle, yes. Frindle, in order to make the teacher mad, right, or to right. change words or to be silly. Yeah, but then everybody understood it as a frindle. It still served the same function. Who cares what it was really called, right? So the answer wasn't that relevant. Mm-hmm. The ask was, and and then just to clarify on that, what was the question they were asking there? The the, the parents were telling them not to use substitute words. Gotcha. So the the ask, or I guess the answer from the parents was, it's not okay to substitute. And the kids are saying, what? Why, if, yeah. Well, why do we care? We could call it anything, anything, as long as we agree on it. So That's what cool. I'm hearing is that you said that they were both answers. Um, well, I think what That's I under- an, That's interesting. What I understood from dad was that um the the parents were saying as an answer, you can't just make up anything you want. And the kids are asking, well, what if I did? <laughs> like who's going to stop me? Sort of a thing. But isn't that an answer? Like they're like, "Hey, you can't do this." And their their answer or respond is, "I'm going to anyway." Interesting. I think response is different than answer, but I guess they could also correlate pretty well 
because an answer is something that is done as a reaction, and so is a response. But an answer, yeah, interesting. This this, this sounds like it could be the the dark hole, but the ask and the answer. Gene, I, if just so I can get a tally, you thought the answer is more most important because an asked question without an answer leads you to confusion. Yes. And Gideon was the ask or the answer? It was the ask. And then, Dad, you wait on and ask as well. I think I'm an ask. <laughs> <laughs> that you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've heard me say that some people are ask holes, right? Yes. They ask a lot of questions but don't really want an answer. So I, I think if you lot. I think if you ask, then you should be willing to accept the answer that somebody's giving you. If you don't trust their answer, go validate it, mm-hmm. but don't argue their ask. Don't don't argue their answer. What do you think is more powerful, Ashton? Well, like I said when I started this, there's no right or wrong answers. Um, there obviously is ones that we lean more towards too, but everyone's opinion is valid. For me, the way I thought about it is I like, the idea of asking more questions and the reason why or just asking in general and the reason why is because you learn so much more from asking anyone about something um it's very easy to conjure up our own answers to questions and never really learn anything Hmm. and but it's much harder to go up to someone who we either respect or might know more than us and ask them the question risking our feelings being hurt because they're like uh, you don't know what that is or um, or risking them not knowing the answer but then our ask then teaches us and then I don't know about you guys but when I've been asked a question whilst giving the answer or the response to that question I am also learning something from that itself therefore that question is giving me an answer as well as I'm answering. So that's why I like ask. And I think it goes along with what Gene was saying as well, how one doesn't really go out with, uh, go without the other. But I feel like when asking someone, I also learn a lot myself. And therefore I gain an answer. I think that's that, where I weigh in. Yeah, I think that asking is also a little bit more important. Just because even if you don't get an answer or the answer you wanted, you're still thinking about it. Instead of just going with whatever, like, whatever you thought of before, you actually think about stuff more often when you're not as afraid to ask. Interesting. So it's more the the fear of asking something that's inside your head versus really the answer. Where I think Gene's bringing up a very valid point. If somebody was to ask Gene, Gene, what's your name? And then they turn to Ashton and start talking, that answer was probably most important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so I think that's an interesting way to take that ask and answer conversation a step further is without an answer cuz Ashton you're talking about conversation almost there mm-hmm. cuz if somebody yeah. asks you a question it forces you to think what do I really believe or how do I stand on that. So understanding how to ask questions as well as answer them goes back to our what do we call that episode communicationing. Oh, uh communicate oh talking to strangers okay that's what it ended up being i think good that was episode three right because that was right before laundry 
Perfect. We're five episodes in and we're still keeping track. Woohoo! <laughs> Slowly but surely. Okay, I think that wraps up the debate for Ask versus Answer. Does anyone have any unsaid feelings that they want to get out before we move on to our next question? No? Reading the table? Reading the table? <laughs> Everybody we're shakes their head no, that really helped the podcast <laughs> listeners. A verbal or we're good. Sweet. So the next one that I put up, this one, so... As we get down, there's there's three of these verses, and as they get further, I have stronger opinions. That's just kind of how it was built. But the next question is talent versus knowledge. Go. Oh, actually, I'm supposed to read you the definition. I'm sorry. The talent, natural aptitude or skill versus knowledge, facts, information, and skills acquired through experience or education. Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Decrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name's Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Decrypted, and I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, We have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and things just for fun. So, if any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, Hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, Season 1, Episode 3, How Do I Talk to People? That's where we talked about all about to talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, Season 3, Episode 15, The Power of a Humble Mediator where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So, if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try adultingdecrypted.com and enjoy the rest of the episode. I'll start us off again. I think that, oh my goodness, I spaced the word, knowledge is more important because it also kind of ties with talent. They're both very similar in definition almost, but I think that knowledge is more important because you can take that knowledge and develop a talent, but a talent, you can't develop more talents. So I I would think that knowledge is um, a stronger um, word. So in short sentence summary, you believe that... Knowledge. Nice. That's what brings us together today. <laughs> Knowledge. 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 <laughs> what brings us together today. Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. What about you, Gene? Dad? I guess that. 
so I'm a, I'm a big knowledge guy, mm-hmm. right? And and knowledge and wisdom are very close together, because a talent, uh, I think, really to Gideon's point, is a talent is just that. It's something that you inherently have. It's not that you can't develop and make it stronger, but the knowledge also helps you grow the talent versus just raw talent. There's been a lot of very talented individuals who don't reach a high uh, capacity or a high success because they're not willing to take the stuff that they've learned and applied it to the next level. Mm. I think the knowledge is part of that application, and I still believe that you can can, uh, can uh, obtain more talents with putting the knowledge and the raw initial talent together and becoming stronger. I'd have to agree with them on this one, that knowledge is, I don't want to say better, just slightly... Mm, slightly more powerful than talents mm-hmm. because you can have a skill of gaining talents and but you can't have it well I guess you could have a talent of having skills but that doesn't make as much sense Okay, because the skills can make you get more talents but as Gideon said talents are just there skills are more like you work towards them so I feel like they're better for because you worked towards them and gotcha so you're you're saying that knowledge is a bit more weightier yes okay you know i feel like for us this one's pretty cut and dry with knowledge because i'm on the same thing something that i know that is really irritating to musicians that's at the collegiate level and above is when someone says oh my goodness you're so talented or that performance was so amazing. You have so much talent. And you think, well, that's a compliment. But if we go back to our Talking With Strangers episode, we talked about how weird it would be to go up to a professional runner and as a drama person say, break a leg. <laughs> because for them, that would be the worst possible scenario for their race. And for musicians, and for the definitions here, talent and natural aptitude or skill, sure, everyone that pursues music has the talent for music to some degree. Um, and I'm not denying that I feel like I have some talent for music as well, and that's part of why I'm studying it. But everyone there has had to go through the process of gaining knowledge. They have had to look through the facts. They've had to study information and acquire skills through the experience of constantly practicing and educating themselves in order to become quality musicians. And so why I think that's so important to know is on on an adulting level, because not everyone that we talk to is musicians or wants to chase after that. In fact, out of the four of us, I'm the only one that does that. But we've all got our different things that we have a talent for and that we want knowledge for. And why I think it's so important for us to differentiate as people becoming adults is because if we understand that knowledge is something that everyone has has to gain rather than just being given a talent we can appreciate the things that take more time for us to learn because with a talent we might feel stuck because we're not learning anything and we're like well someone just has this natural gift therefore well, do, you, do you remember what happened to you in the 10th grade when you came to me and said dad I've, I've learned all I can do in music I'm done you jog my memory 
okay. In 10th grade, <laughs> you came to me and said, Dad, I'm, I'm done with music. I've, I've progressed as far as I can go. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you were very frustrated. You were stuck. You couldn't progress in the piano. You were struggling with your drum line. You had taken on your second instrument in, in as many years. And you didn't feel like you were getting the success and recognition that you wanted and that you desired. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation came up and said, okay, your talent took you so far, but now when, when are you going to start working harder? It right. wasn't really the answer you wanted, but it's the fact that then what happened over the next two years is as a transition happened, really I would say that the talent or the gift that you had for music was in the desire to work harder. Right. A lot of people hit their top level of natural t- talent. That's where you get in that growth mindset or a fixed mindset. Fixed mindset says, look, I've hit the top that I can ever get to. Therefore, now I'm checking out because my talent's not going to take me any further. Right. But really, then that's where the knowledge and the wisdom come in is to stay, to take it to the next level, to learn the key nuances that you're missing. Right. And then realize that you can get yourself unstuck and raise it to the next level. And I think everybody they're sitting around the tables had an experience like that. Totally. Right. I mean, getting you yeah. were you were there with soccer. You were the fastest kid. It all made sense. It all clicked. And then everybody started getting bigger, faster. And, and it wasn't just your speed then. Then you actually had to spend time, a lot of time practicing, taking shots on the net, taking shots on the goal. Yeah. Until I quit. But that, yeah. yeah. But that was a decision, right? And it wasn't because you lacked any talent. It's because now you're going, okay, I want to be learn how to do uh, biking better. I want to be more talented at that. Mm-hmm. I've got a, I've got a talent for more for knowledgeable. Play. I yeah. think is what we're what we're changing though. Yeah. And, yeah. and then Gene has the experience of where he lacked natural talent in frisbee. Throwing a frisbee did not come natural, did it? No, it didn't. What What did you do to get better and to gain knowledge? That doing it. Yeah, but there were some drills that you did specifically. Do you remember the hours that you threw at an empty chair? I do, actually. That's what the listeners want to hear. I I remember throwing at a chair for a long time. So, Gene, with with that practicing of the Frisbee, what was your thought process when you're throwing it at the chair? What were you thinking about when you're doing stuff like that? Well, I usually imagine the chair as like a teammate and if the, it doesn't hit the chair then my teammate wouldn't get it like they wouldn't catch it and they wouldn't be able to move right. it on forward so I was aiming on getting the skill of throwing the frisbee at the chair right through through practice and like dad mentioned that wasn't a natural talent and so when it came to game time how did the throwing at the chair affect you in game did you think about that in game at all or no because it sort of became more muscle memory i want to say because you're doing that so often and you're starts becoming subconscious of like oh this is where i want it to go so let's imagine the chair here but like i'm not actually thinking about that right but i am i don't know how to explain that. but it's something that you gained through repetition and experience right yes so, so I'd say that's four for four that we're knowledge-based. Knowledge. Yes. And I think the point, because we all agree with knowledge, and then, so debate settled. 
But the other thing that I wanted to kind of drive home with this, because we're talking about how this applies to us as adults, is being able to change that language now for us, rather than saying, oh yeah, I've gathered the talent for this. Really, if you've had to gather it, it's not a natural, what was the the definition? Natural aptitude. If you've had to gather it, it's not really a natural aptitude. Sure, maybe you have the talent of wanting to gain that knowledge, like Dad mentioned earlier, but you've had to gain that knowledge about that particular skill. And if we're able to say that, I think we'll be able to learn a lot more without frustrating ourselves. All right, now for our last one. First word, should. Indicating a desirable or expected state. And I have a second definition that I'm going to hang on to until later. And then should versus need. Require something because it is essential or very important rather than just desirable. So should versus need. Which one's more important? I believe that should. No, I said that wrong. That need is more important because not just is it something that needs to happen, but it also kind of goes with should because if you should do something, it's probably going to make somebody else mad or whatever emotion that you didn't do it and so it's also kind of a need so I'm I don't know I just feel like need is a better word in this case what I feel like is that needs are like food water shelter um and human communication just stuff like that but like shoulds is like I should go out and get a job. I should be able to... I should fix the car. I should do these things. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily necessary for your survival, but they're important. If you don't fix the car, it might be. Sorry, (laughs) go ahead, Gene. Back to the buggy story. (laughs) We're still fighting the buggy five episodes in. Go ahead, Gene. Anyway, so, so, so a need is a food, shelter, clothing, human interaction. A should is everything else. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I define it. So I'm guessing needs are more important because they like let you live. Uh huh. But like shoulds are also important so that you can progress in other areas just besides survival. Interesting. Okay. So I think that I mean I agree with you that there's the needs, which is stuff that we literally need to survive and then there's the shoulds but i think that we should focus on the shoulds like they're a need so we feel like we need to get them done more than just oh i i should get that done i feel like it's stronger to say i need to get that done just to put your mind around doing that thing interesting and you know that that and I've been thinking about that as well as Gene was talking, and I feel like those two things feed directly into each other. Because Gene's right. Those things that we need, that are essential needs of life, are just, they're the same exact need, just defined through a different lens. So you're saying, yeah, you guys are saying the same thing, which is cool. And you're saying both are important. And then we go to Dad, and he knows kind of what I'm thinking about here as well. Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take whatever thunder you might have. My, my point is that, that the need... That Gene brings up is quite interesting, yeah. right? The the food, shelter, clothing. So that leads us to the point where we should go perform 
tasks, right? So I think it's 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 interesting because there's sometimes, we, for example, the day Gideon and I went and played on, on dirt bikes, right? We went out and social distanced. Um, he stayed, you know, 30, 40 yards behind me. But but the point <laughs> or was... Or in front. Or in front, yeah, if I was following. But the But the whole point was that we didn't need to do that. So the question is, should we, right? If the other one is saying should, if those are, if you can really only say something's a need or a should, I think that gets a little confusing to me, right? So, because from an emotional standpoint going out there, I I needed that break. I wanted that break, right? So I don't know. I don't know if it's a need or a should or a would or a could, but... (laughs) But, you know, really, obviously, I, I, I kind of agree with Gene that needs are needs are more important. But I'm going to caveat that, that I think there's a lot of shoulds we should do. The question is, to what Gideon's trying to drive to, is how do you make your should a need? I feel like I was f- um, trying to focus on more of the verbal aspect, because mm-hmm. I still agree that needs are more imperf- important. That's why it gets the word need instead of should. Hmm. I'm saying when you need to get something done, it's more powerful to say need than should. So I'm going to I'm gonna stick on Gideon's train of thought. Because how I think about these things and how I've been thinking about them right now is should do versus need to do. Now I said I hold, held on to a definition of should. And this is the second one. Uh, should is used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness, typically when criticizing someone's actions. And and here's why I hung on to that, is because recently I've been, I've been talking with someone who's been trying to help me figure out life a little bit, been doing some therapy, because I was interested and wanted to learn about what I could from that. And as we were talking about the things that I had been thinking about and had been going on my mind, he brought up, he said, which word is more important, should or need? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> they're both they're both words that indicate something that will happen, I guess. And he said, well, when you think of a sentence with the word should in it, what's one of the first sentences that comes to mind? So I open the question to you guys. What's the first sentence that comes to mind when the word sure, should is involved? I should do my homework. Ah, that's a good one. Any other ones? I should brush my teeth before I go to bed. I should do my homework. I should brush my teeth. I should clean my room, right? And so shoulds always come from two places. Shoulds come based off of past negative experiences or on what we think we're going to affect the feelings of others or how they're going to feel based off of us. So... Shoulds are built off of negative connotations when you think about it. Because that feeling of, I should do my homework. Why should you do your homework? To get good grades. To get good grades. Why should you get good grades? Notice the should there as well. To not make people get mad at you. But but if your goal is to go to college, right, you still would use the word should. I should do my homework. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're you're getting to is that there's a more powerful way to look at life. Is that fair? Yeah, and I'm going to, and this is a debate, so I'm going to take something you said and disagree with it. I don't care. Because, so you said, 
if I remember right, you said you should do your homework if you want to get to college. Now, the way that we normally think about the word, that is true. But when you realize that the should, like college, not everyone wants to go to college. But if you want to go to college, therefore you need to do your homework. Now, the should is no longer based upon, like Gideon said, if we don't get good grades, then you'll be disappointed in yourself. Parents will be mad because you should have done your homework. But now, getting it done is based off the fact that you want to go to college. Therefore, that need is driving you to a positive place rather than being based off of a negative past experience. So it's like it's taking that language and making it something rather than is threatening you and giving you an ultimatum. It's now pushing you forward. You're now pulling yourself forward with the word need because you're saying, I want this, therefore I need to accomplish these things. Yeah, I think that's definitely something I will need to apply instead. More of a positive outcome with the word need instead of the negative, negative, or would, should. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I thought you said would, should. Yeah, because we tend to should all over ourselves if we're not careful. (laughs) So there's two things that mom's going to shake her head at. One of as being an ask hole. And she even listens. Ouch, mom. Okay, but, but... so mom listens. Sabrina doesn't. So there's two. <laughs> there's two things that. So we need to pick on Sabrina for a second. No. So there's. So there's really. I think where you're building with this is the power of the words. Totally. Totally. And and so it comes back to you know as a father, and having the responsibility to provide and take care of. There's a lot of times that I'm like, oh wow, I need to go to work. It's not a should. Right. I need to go to work. Because you want to provide. Right. right. But then sometimes at work, there's a task that I really don't want to do. And so I'm going, oh, I should do that task so I can get it off of my plate. Where if I had the different mindset and would have said, okay, the need is to keep the boss happy. Right. right? So or rather, I want to keep the boss happy. Therefore, I need to do this part of the homework. Or even, or even if you're not worried about the boss's feelings, it's, I want to keep this job because I want to provide. Therefore, I need to accomplish this silly task. Or, so looking at the greater reason that you're doing any underlying thing right. that you find yourself shooting. <laughs> shooting on. <laughs> yeah, you need to realize that, hey, what's my greater n- want? Right? For yeah. example, the want today was to go spend time with my son. Right? The want was to go out and watch him develop a new skill. Mm-hmm. So I needed to get this and I needed to get that I needed to get th- right that's right. interesting and and for, need based and for me the light bulb really clicked when I was talking to him about this when it came to school because I was in a music history class that is notorious for being extremely difficult and really hard to pass and overall just not fun and most music majors don't really enjoy themselves unless they like history you know and I'm, I'm kind of learning to like it it's taking a while but in order to get the degree that I want, I need to pass the class. And so at that point, we need to become okay with doing things we don't want to do because we're filling that greater need. So rather than saying, I should complete this class because if I don't, I'll fail. And if I don't, then I won't be able to get my degree. It's going to take longer. But rather saying, I want my degree. Therefore, I need to accomplish this class. And now I'm being pulled forward by something that I want rather than being stressed out about something that I fear. I mean, like Ashton said, when 
you use the word need instead of should in future reference, it's more positive, therefore easier to get that necessity done. I was just going to add to what Gideon said real quick. You said an interesting fact at dinner about gratitude. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it was a percentage or something. Yeah, I don't I don't have enough information to talk super intelligent and on front in front of everybody, but oh, okay. but the reality of it is is that gratitude gives us more positive energy to to a a much greater degree than fear. Right. does and so we run around the I listened to a podcast the uh, queen of manifesting Kelly Walker has a great podcast that talked about this and and we went around the dinner table and just talked about gratitude to help shift our minds from any negative um, experiences so that we're in a positive place and that's if I think that's what you're referencing yeah. is that that yeah. energy that's creative that positive energy it, it, rather just energy which then translate to positive energy because now you're doing something mm-hmm. versus being in a place of fear which slows down the energy gets you frustrated or sad and I think that, that as we're talking about this I've noticed right when I say hey Gene put down your phone hey Gene you're always on your phone right well what's that vibe negative like oh fine because it's like hey do this do this do this instead of like it would be better if you did this. Right. Right. I agree with you. But, and as adults, going back to what Ashton's point is, we have to learn how to self-regulate. You guys know I had to take Facebook off of my phone because I was clicking on it incessantly to really, I wouldn't call it an addiction because it wasn't, Mm -hmm. but it was a programmed, became a habit. And I realized that I should be doing other things. Right. Because I should. Right. But now that I've learned the word need, and this is what I'm hoping we get from this, is I hope we say, okay, the word is need. Yeah. Right? So in order to get to what you need, you want to think about what you want. Right. And you can go back to Gideon's goal episode to set your goals. Looking at your goals and making them needs, converting them to needs so you get stuff done and try and get the word should out of your brain. That's very interesting. And, you know, even just thinking about it, because I've experienced the same feeling, and I'm sure our listeners have experienced the same feeling, where they're on Facebook, and they go, man, I should be doing something else. And that something is something that you want to do, but at that time, it feels so bad, because you're like, oh, I should be doing something else. Yeah, you get that dread feeling you, so, you keep scrolling. Yeah, and it, it like, just uh, gets, the, the guilt increasingly grows, like you're saying. And so for me, like I said, it was a light bulb. It was something incredible. And that's why I kind of wanted to do this language debate because I realized how important it was to know what we're saying, not only to ourselves and to others, but just what what the words mean. Well, I'd be interested, you know, from our listeners, this was a great discussion. I would be, I'd be interested on what their other words or other things they struggle with that we could talk about because there's a lot of stuff we've candidly talked about at dinner you know, maybe it's a nighttime ritual. Maybe it's a habit. How do we form a new habit? You know, what kind of things are interesting to you guys as we've talked through these words? There's a whole section we could do on negative self-talk. Totally. And guess what? Everybody has it. Totally. 
And so I think that there's a whole episode to be around those and how we talk to ourselves. There's things we say to ourselves that we wouldn't even say to our worst enemy, not even on Facebook, <laughs> right? Because Facebook, you can hide behind a little bit. But uh, And I think the reason why is because it's so personal when we talk to ourselves. Because your worst enemy, you can only say things to offend them. But when it's us, we believe every single thing we say to ourselves. Good why? Or, I don't know. Good or bad, right? right? And totally. so there's a science behind it, and, and I think that'd be fun to dig into and yeah, explain later. at a different adulting episode. Right. But I think, anyways, but that's that's my last two cents on it is please, please ping us on Facebook or any other place and, and let us know some of your questions or thoughts on words. Words yeah. that bug you. Thank you for listening to this episode where we talked about ask versus answer talent versus knowledge and the last and final point which was should versus need i know that we learned a lot and we hope that you did too and we will talk at you next week hello and welcome to the end of episode five of adulting decrypted where we did our very first language debate we hope you enjoyed it we know we learned a lot from it and we hope you did as well. Please let us know if you like this format of debating and let us know what words to debate next and we'll get it done. Heck, it could even be other topics. Well, you know the drill. Here comes our next song from Gene and Gideon to remind us about using words. I am adulting. Decided between different other words for the very first time. I'm adulting, learning which words I should use. Yeah. And words, words don't rhyme. Yay. They don't need to. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on a topic, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you would like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, Feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon.